0: Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt power tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt power tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer at six thirty nineteen.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of MMA Grinders Live. I'm your host, Brett Apley. Most of you guys know me as BB Bomb, and I'm here with uh, still clean-shaven, dressed in blue, said he would pace his, paint his face, but he did not, co-host Mike H3 Buddha. Mike, how's it going, man?
2: Good, good. Uh, not sure where, how, or what I would do if I went into work tomorrow morning with residue, blue residue on my face, probably wouldn't be a good look.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure they sell paint that you can wash off.
2: I don't know, I might want to wear it the next day, Brett.
1: Well, okay, I see, I I feel like you said, Brett, I want to paint my face blue and white. I said, yes, please do that. And you said, I will, and here you are, your face is red, not blue and white. (laughs) Uh, Disappointing, but Maybe next time it's in some random country, we'll have you paint your face there. It is the UFC Scotland, Glasgow version of the UFC. Um, Obviously a step down in a sense from last week. There was, you know, one of the craziest weeks of the year with back-to-back fight cards. Uh, 213 was the big one on Saturday. Um, How'd you do? Not well. It was both
2: cards back-to-back. Nice thing though is losing on uh, Friday night was that you're able to get right back on the horse. It's the rare chance that we get to, and um, it wasn't optimal. I I got off of um, Michael, or I got off of Gechi late and went to Michael Johnson based on odds. Probably wasn't the most ideal situation, um, but I know you were there live and you got to see one of the best fights ever. So uh, let's uh. It, get your take on that
1: yeah it was a great fight to see live um unfortunately the night started with i think maynard beating ishihara so that killed most of the lineups that i had um there a bunch of the daily fantasy group mma group was there big marley gravy Cake, sun Tzu, old tea uh, etc um yeah it was good good hanging out with them fun to see the fights live uh saturday was going well except for I think I only got one pick wrong but the pick was Travis Brown and I had a ton of them and so when he lost I was only down to my hedge lineups and I think it came down to like I needed I needed like 160 points from Whitaker and Overeem to win the three dollar queue and probably get probably top five in the takedown uh, if not higher and they both won but Overeem scored like 40 points and Whitaker scored 70 so um it, it was an okay night. Could have been much better, but was fun being down there. And, like we said, getting right back on the horse this week uh, for UFC Glasgow. So, um, you ready to jump into the picks?
2: Yeah, let's not overlook that Overeem was – he has to have been the lowest scoring winner ever in DraftKings. I think that that was – He scored, a- what,
1: 41 or something?
2: Yeah, in a win. So, 25, two-thirds of it is – <laughs> it when it's sad
1: yeah that that was nuts and it's you know it's look it's getting harder and harder to predict how like how high scoring these fights are going to be if we're getting guys like cody Staman scoring 135 points based on grappling it's just it almost becomes not necessary to target these heavyweight fights and maybe that's something we can talk about here um let's show let's jump into the first fight of the night though um mm-hmm. And, and just before I get started, I'll, I'll just quickly say, like, we're going to break down these fights as best we can. But if you want the full breakdowns, um, both projections, rankings, et cetera, you can find all that in the uh, marketplace here on Roto-Grinders MMA Premium. Um, it was, I think, probably a record week last week, with both in uh, money generated and just the, the total amount of subscribers. It was great to see Um Really appreciated it. And there was, I think we both like we had guys win the takedown both nights. Someone got into the queue. So it's always great to see subscribers winning and um, uh, hoping to get, you know, the same again this week. So uh, first fight of the night Leslie Smith versus the debuting Amanda Lemos. Smith opens as the favorite, minus 190, Lemos plus 165 on DraftKings. Smith is more expensive, 8.4K, Lemos, 7.8K. Uh, Mike what do you got here?
2: Um, Well I guess the general theme on this card is I really like the matchmaking. I think matchmaking is pretty good on this card. This is the one fight though that you have a striker versus striker. Um, Smith here the veteran um, just comes off a win kind of an upset win against Irene Aldana. That was a fantastic fight to watch and I was really impressed with her volume of striking. Um, She picked it up I mean it wasn't um necessarily you know Johanna. it's nothing that you can bank on every single fight but i believe that the ufc's kind of put her in a spot with a newcomer um where she can rack up a, a good amount of points um and maybe potentially have a good floor um Limos does have, possess some power in her hands though that's a little bit uh concerning um but i do uh off the bat here, when I saw the odds, um, I think it could get a little bit, uh, steeper for, uh, Smith, uh, maybe two fifty by the end of this, because she does have the uh, possibility of just winning a great decision, uh, pure volume and output. Uh, we most came in, I believe on late notice for this fight. Uh, Smith was supposed to fight Lena Landsberg, which that fight would have been fantastic, but, um, there's some hype behind lemos uh she's kind of you know she's got the power and everything so uh i don't know if i'd have a ton of shares of lemos i think that uh smith is pretty durable i know that she was knocked out by chris cyborg listen i I don't think lemos has the power that chris cyborg does um i think that leslie should be able to use her height advantage and i going to guess a reach advantage it was kind of difficult to find limos's uh actual reach advantage on this one um but definitely uh i'm i'm definitely interested for 8400 on smith and i'm interested as to what you think necessarily the ceiling would be on her
1: well i think we saw the ceiling last time around and she scored well over 100 i believe um you know when when smith is on she's landing six significant strikes per minute and um maybe gets a knockdown in there that that is her upside I, it's not likely that either fighter finishes this fight um lemos definitely has power like you said and, and you know smith is really hittable so lemos has upside in the sense i just think there's so many live dogs this this week that lemos isn't one of my favorite um especially just coming in on you know as a debuter or debutante whatever you want to say uh flying from brazil to scotland to take on a, a real experienced veteran um, I just don't want to invest that much, m- much of my money in limos, but I will definitely have some shares of Smith. Um, most likely she doesn't reach that hundred point upside, but, um, you know, she's in the mid range. So if you're making mid range focus GBP lineups, I think she's a fine play. I think she can definitely score 85 in a decision. Um, probably not the the heaviest fight we'll target on the night, but uh, a little bit of exposure, I think is good
2: yeah definitely a little bit of exposure and uh i know big marley has been an advocate of trying to get 10x out of these mid-range people and i think it's a pretty good um you know return um it's we haven't really found any sizing that makes sense you know for for instance you know basketball you want 5x right i mean four or five x to be a safe play right Mm -hmm. um I think the big Marley's definitely onto something when we uh, look at the 8,400 and you say 8.4, 10 times is 84 points. Can she do that? Definitely. But um, yeah. definitely a fight will definitely sprinkle in a little bit.
1: Cool. Well, let's move on to the next fight, which I think will be fairly popular, at least on one end. We have uh, Brett Johns versus Albert the Warrior Morales. Uh, Johns comes in as. The second heaviest favorite currently minus three seventy. Morales is plus three ten um, on DraftKings. Johns is the most expensive fighter, which throws a wrench into things. Nine point three k. Morales six point nine k. And it, you know it, it's a different matchup than than Blades at the top last week. But same thing, you know. We want to target wrestlers, and and Johns landed like eleven takedowns in his last fight. Do you are you going to be paying up for him this week?
2: It's yeah. It's interesting because we had that blade situation last week and it's getting more and more difficult to kind of see what's going to happen, but long-term we're looking at the wrestlers. So uh, I do like John's a a lot. Um, I find myself building already without him, but that uh, the takedown is, is huge. I mean, it's five points, five points, and he's got the wrench repeat recipe. He knows how to win. Um, Well, I, I think people are not giving him his credit really on the feet. And I think they're really just thinking he's going to win it, you know, strictly by takedowns. And I understand that, but Morales has a tendency of getting into these wars. And I don't think getting into a war with Johns is going to be a great idea. Um, Morales, didn't he have a draw in his first fight and then came back and got the win or was it a a loss? I think
1: he had a draw and then he lost to Almeida and then he won most recently
2: yeah he's he's also i i something long term that i've been looking at is um late replacement guys uh morales is uh two weeks notice on this fight um we're not too sure i don't think he was getting ready for a fight um decent turnaround on him as well um i i think johns can pay off the 9300 my concern is very much that morales is able to survive on the ground and just not really be able to advance his position so i find myself fading him from a tournament point of view but i think he's very he's he arguably he's the safest guy in the car though at the same token uh do you agree that he's probably the safest because of those takedowns and the grind that he has
1: yeah yeah um takedowns is what gives you the floor and and look morales could win the fight but john's Went for the takedown so aggressively. Uh when he was on the feet, he's not a great striker, but he he still strikes actively. He has great cardio. Um he has a high floor. Unless he gets finished quickly, he's still probably gonna score 40-50 points even in a loss. I, I don't think Morales is gonna be able to stop him completely. Um, and people are saying, well, you know, Morales is a bit tougher than than Quan Ho Quoc, but you know, ideally what we want is Johns to take him down and Morales to be tough enough to get back up. That's how you actually score points. So maybe he is tougher than Quak, but maybe that just means, you know, he gets up a ton of times and and Johns keeps taking him down. I, I don't I don't maybe see 11 takedowns, but I, I definitely think Johns can get him down a few times throughout the fight. Um, I don't have any problems with, with paying up for Johns. I think the, the main issue is just – If there are five fighters, six fighters, five fighters who score more than him, um, they will just be on the winning lineup based on the price. So he's kind of, you know, he has a chance to get screwed out of it that way, but he has 120 point upside and uh, I don't care really what price he is. I I, I want some exposure to him because we, you know, we've seen what he can do and and this is definitely a reasonable fight for him to, um, to duplicate that score. So, uh, well, are you going to have any Morales?
2: Yeah, I, I I really think I will and at 6900 um I think he can he can get the significant strikes that pays off in cash. I know we always talk about the two different things stacking versus uh, taking a, the lowest guy. Um I think there's a little bit of merit in taking him um but I don't know really what we're going to get out of him. It's just going to be significant strikes. So it could be a reverse in there, something like that on the ground or against the cage. Um, I am interested in Morales a bit, though, but not not nearly as much. I I love Johns again. He he has that floor built-in floor.
1: Yeah, I think Morales is okay in cash games. Um, not that you have to go there, but in tournaments, I still expect him to be on his back for a bit. I still expect him to be pressed against the cage for a bit. I, I don't think he's going to land takedowns. So. I don't really think he has the upside for tournaments that I want. Maybe he goes out there and wins by knockout, but I I don't think that's a likely outcome. And there's just, like I said, so many live dogs. Um, I'd rather invest elsewhere. Let's move on to the next fight. Um, Probably the toughest one for me personally to research. Danny Henry fighting Daniel Tamer. Tamer is the twin brother of David Tamer. Um, Not to be confused. I don't know if that was one of your talking points. Sorry, but... Tamar comes in minus 220, Henry the dog at plus 180 on DraftKings, Tamar 9K, and Henry 7.2K. Um, how are you going to navigate this one?
2: Uh, with caution. <laughs> Simple yeah. answer. It's very, it's, it's, again, we've been finding these newcomers all the time now. Um, just a general observation on Daniel Tamar. I think his brother David was more happy that he won his last fight than then actually Daniel was. He ran in the ring after a knockout uh, for Taymor. He knocked him out standing. And um, he ran in the cage and picked him up and was running around. And I, I, I mean, David is great. He was a great underdog the last time. Something about Taymor, Daniel Taymor is he's able to keep distance very well. We, we've, uh, from video that I was looking at, he was able to keep distance he's got brutal leg kicks. I mean, they were, they're very good leg kicks. And I'm concerned about the feet and seeing, I don't know if the distance I'm not sure the output on, it. I think you're depending on a Timur knockout in this situation. Henry's kind of a d- tougher guy to dig into. I, there wasn't a whole heck of a lot. I could really, really dig into on him. Um, I had kind of heard he's got a bad takedown defense. Um, but he should have an advantage on the ground, which is very big for us on DraftKings. Now, I don't see it at all hitting the ground. Um, I'm probably stealing your talking points. I think it's going to be a slugfest on the feet. Um, and I don't think Taymor is going to try to take him to the ground. It just doesn't make it. It's not his game plan. So I'm concerned at $9,000 for Taymor to pay off his price although I'm definitely interested in him because I think he will win the fight. Um, I do know that home cooking can happen. Henry is the Scottish fighter. Um, I'm, I'm almost looking at this fight as a fade. Um, I almost tweeted it out earlier because you're relying on Tamor getting a knockout, right? Or something like a flash knockout in the first or second. Um, Would you agree
1: with that? I mean, there's just, I agree with a lot of what you said there there's especially on Henry's side. There's just not that much out there. I really, the only thing I found really on him was, um, you know, in highlight in highlight reels essentially. And I I think he has a decent ground game, but like you said, I I don't think he has the wrestling really, um, Tamer seems like a, a, a more polished striker. So I give him the advantage on the feet. Um, on paper, I guess you give the advantage on the ground to Henry. Although Tamer's looked good himself, so really, I've just been shifting off, digging in too much of the analysis side and just focusing on DraftKings. Tamer's nine K. Pantoja is also nine K. Like in theory, yeah, like I I want some exposure to Tamer because he could get a knockout. I mean, he looks decent. Um, the, the you know, I think he'll have an okay inside distance prop that hasn't come out yet, but it's just so hard to kind of put your your flag on this fight when there's really not that much data out there so while I do want some exposure the the vast majority of my lineups probably aren't going to contain either guy from this fight Um, sometimes you just got to go with with what you know and I think there are enough obvious uh, high upside matchups that you don't need to target this one maybe it'll finish you know and maybe it'll screw you over but I, I think there are enough other matchups to target where this one isn't like a, a do or die situation. So, um, and also again, Henry, um, I, I've seen Taymor knock down. I've seen him get in bad positions. It's possible, you know, it's possible Henry comes in and makes a statement at home. I just, there's no, there's no evidence that that's what's gonna happen. So um, by far the toughest match to call on the card from a DraftKings perspective. But uh, you know, if you're making twenty plus lineups, you can take you know take a couple of each or or choose a side. But um, you know, if you're making five or less lineups, I don't think there's any reason to target this fight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to uh, a fight. <laughs> I know you're excited about um, two elite prospects. Just kidding. Charlie Ward taking on Galore Bufondo bofondo comes in minus 220 ward the dog at plus 180 on DraftKings. uh bofondo 8.6k and ward 7.6k so mike which which one of these two fighters is going to come home with all the glory oh man that's that's the you first like that?
2: one yeah that's the first one i'm just waiting for some type of brave heart we'll get that in there don't worry um this is a GPP fight if I've ever seen one, ever. It is ugly. Um, both guys are just not something you really want to take in your lineups. Um, Ward, let's just start with Ward. Uh, Ward came into the UFC because he was Connor's boy. He got put up against al Harak Al-Hazan, right? Mm-hmm. And he got annihilated. And it wasn't even close. Um, I understand a lot of people in this matchup are saying Ward has grappling upside and I understand that he does. He definitely does have upside galore has a tendency to uh, get in these battles. And then I don't know. I, I like to invest money in somebody that has good ring IQ, right? We always talk about that, right? Brett. Mm-hmm, oh, it's mm-hmm. good. Good ring IQ mm-hmm. Two disqualification losses. That's, to me, just not good ring IQ. So it's really interesting. He's flashy on the feet, Galore. He can get knockouts. We've seen it. And Ward just doesn't have a chin. And I think there's one path of victory for Ward. And to sit on him for three rounds. Uh, I guess you can get a sub. Yes, I think that Galore should be able to survive. Who the hell knows? I mean, I'm going to bank on Ward's lack of a chin. and. I this is not by any means a lock or even close to a lock this is just going to be ugly I think and yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't be on the FS1 prelims this should be on this shouldn't even be on the fight pass prelims this should well, be like a fight that's not even on the card
1: neither fighters UFC level no. I agree with you I think people want to see a knockout that's why it's on on TV but um uh, I'll disagree with you in a sense. I, I think Ward has a good chance to win this fight. I I, I don't think Galore um, is just is UFC ready. From what I've seen on tape, he reminds me very much of, of Oluwole Bambose. And, and I know other people have made this comparison too. But you see all these, all these um, highlight finishes where a guy is literally standing like this with his back against the cage while Galore you know, does this thing and then does a spinning wheel kick and knocks him out. Like that's great, but you need someone to stand there and wait for you to kick, you know, for you to kick them in the face. Like that, that, that's kind of how he wins fights. He's a great kicker. Uh, I don't, I, I I don't really think he's a good boxer. I don't think he's a good wrestler. I don't think he's a good grappler. So, um, the problem is war is really bad too. So, it's just kind of like who is worse and and how do these styles match up? I think if Ward stands there at kicking range, Galore will probably uh, kick the crap out of him and finish him early. But if Ward puts pressure on him from the beginning, gets in boxing range, tries to wrestle, I think he's a really good shot to win this fight. I, I think the odds are you know nuts essentially. I think it's a it's it should be a dead even fight. You know, unless I'm just missing something on on Galore, I think you could even say Ward's the favorite. I think it's a very close. I don't know how you could be confident either way. Um, But I am expecting someone to get hurt, probably finish in the first round. So I think you got to have some exposure. The inside distance odds are not out yet, but I'm expecting Galore to have a very strong inside distance odd uh, line. I also think Ward will have a fairly decent one too. Um, So like Mike said, tournament um, fight for me, I'll probably be on the side of Ward. um, But it's just a guess, honestly, because both fighters are bad. So uh, definitely get some exposure to it. And hopefully uh, we get all the points galore.
2: Yeah, no, let's uh, keep running with that. Now, under uh, one and a half is minus 140. So you're going to need exposure in tournaments for this um let's just say real quick that galore uh definitely hasn't fought the best competition so i mean he's fought a one and three five in 14, and 14 and charlie fights with connor in a better gym and has fought better competition
1: if and if we want to go further into the narratives hasn't he, hasn't galore fought like once in the last like five years yeah
2: but that doesn't matter if you can just blow on the guy and he falls down
1: lose his chin's glass no 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 no, no. let me look this up it was three um, years. I'm pretty sure. Galore, awesome. Galore has fought. He fought in February of 2015. Before that, October 2012. So he's fought once since 2012, um, and he should be much smaller. So I don't know, man. That I, I feel like there's enough in Ward's favor for me to, to push him over at the price. But I, I think Galore is going to be popular. People are just going to blindly fade Ward, and and I get it because he's not good, but um let's don't, get off
2: this this is just not even worth talking about you know I would
1: like to spend another
2: 20 minutes on
1: this matchup no I'm just kidding yeah. uh, <laughs> all right let's get on to another fight Alejandre 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 Pantoja taking on Neil Siri in Siri's retirement fight Pantoja is minus 360 Siri the dog at plus 300 Pantoja is uh relatively expensive also 9k series 7.2k um what what do you got here
2: uh flyweights uh fights that i love to target in general lots of action um neil has been kind of unlucky he had that fight scheduled with ian mccall which mccall pulled out and then he scheduled again and siri withdrew uh do you remember why siri withdrew i don't um i don't know if it was an injury or if it was a weight cut issue regardless i'm mm-hmm. concerned about this fight even necessarily happening so let's monitor that as well but let's get to the breakdown uh siri um one of his best traits is being durable he hasn't been finished i think in since like 2007 was it or something even it was a long long time ago maybe 2009 um last time out he was taken down six times he was passed six times and kawajiri put up 72 significant strikes. I think we have a younger guy here in Pantosa trying to move up the leaderboard versus a guy that's I'm not gonna say is checked out in Siri, but we've seen things go awry. Um my God, it's blanking on me the last time in England the guy retired. Uh Pickett. Pickett, thank you. Um and I I mean he had the fight one. That was unfortunate for Pickett, but uh Siri um, he, yeah, one of the best things that he does is he's just durable, but the problem is for DraftKings purposes, durable, doesn't win you points, doesn't get you points. Um, he's got, it's not the best stand up, And I think that Pantoja really has his way here anywhere the fight goes. I think he's definitely got the advantage for takedowns and getting advances. I'm probably going to have a lot of Pantoja and it does scare me a bit because i know um siri can have the savvy the veteran savvy in this fight um any any takes on this one because i i really think the young kid here is gonna have his way anywhere it goes on on this and and again we it's a weird it's a weird salary week too let's throw that out where um is just nine thousand you have uh roberts 91 tamor nine thousand, gunner at 89. so it's a it, it's it's a flyweight belt that's going to have action so based on that i i'm very interested in pan at nine thousand.
1: yeah i've heard some smart people talk up neil in this matchup actually um for for his boxing really and it's kind of concerning but basically I, I agree with what you said it's just so hard to pick against the younger fresher more explosive guy Um, we know Siri's on his way out. He's retiring after this fight. So, um, let's just, yeah, I don't want to put a ton into Siri. I I might take a share of him. Um, but I do think Pantoja is worth a play. Like you said, though, Siri is pretty, uh, durable, rarely gets finished. I do think Pantoja could like sub him here, but probably not going to knock him out. Um, I also like that every one of Siri's opponents has taken him down at least twice. Pantoja is not a good wrestler, but I think he's good enough to take Siri down. Um, he's shown some offensive wrestling, so I, I like him a bit. I, this this fight kind of concerns me, honestly, because I I, I I can't get a full read on it, but um, should be high action. Uh, I'll favor Pantoja. He's got some line value too. So, um, but. I would say if you're going heavy on Pantoja, it's probably smart to get a couple hedge lineups with Siri.
2: Definitely. I would um I'm interested in what his inside the distance is as well. We're going to have to guess at that, but
1: Pantoja, I would guess yeah. like plus one eighty. Yeah, one seventy
2: five As well, I was gonna say. Yep. Yeah, which is a good line value. I mean, we're gonna have a guy we talk about a little bit later that I hope you're on to that she's going to have the odds on favorite inside the distance. So um there's definitely value I think on Pantoja.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, let's move on to the the FS1 prelim headliner. Danny Roberts versus Bobby Nash. Roberts is the favorite at -170. It's actually fallen a little bit. Nash +150 on DraftKings. Um Nash is pretty expensive. 9.1 K. Sorry. Roberts, 9.1 K Nash, 7.1 K. What do you think here?
2: I think let's get nasty.
1: Really? Sorry. I've
2: got to, i got to try to one-up you somehow. Right.
1: That you didn't, it didn't work there.
2: All right. Uh, well, if <laughs> we have, <laughs> we have both guys coming off losses, um, they both got knocked out in their last fight and they were both against some pretty heavy hitters. Um, something that interests me right off the bat is the takedowns. Um, I think I was looking at it. Roberts basically gets taken down every fight. Um, I think Nash does have a wrestling background if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. That certainly interests me. Um, I know that Roberts is definitely going to have an advantage on the feet. Um, I'm interested. I got to look at the inside the dis or the the rounds here. It's minus one twenty five at uh, two and a half rounds. So this is definitely a fight that Vegas thinks is going to end inside the distance. Um, Bobby Nash can resort on the takedowns, or I hate saying it over and over and over, but this is a great path of victory for Bobby Nash to do. He's not the worst on the feet either. He's pretty durable. He just uh, he got crushed by lee Jiang Ling, right and uh <laughs> i butchered that one too yeah you did <laughs> oh okay. well. uh and uh it definitely interests me he's the dog that i'm looking at the most roberts um is definitely gonna have the advantage on the feet but i love the matchmaking on this card we have a lot of wrestlers versus strikers um they're basically the same size. So if, if Roberts was having an advantage, like a uh, reach advantage, I definitely would be taking Roberts here. But they're basically same size. Uh, any hot takes on this one? Because I, I'm looking at the wrestler in Nash for the upset, and I think that he has passive victory to submit him as well.
1: No, I think you have the hot take. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this fight, but I, I think you know Roberts has faced Dominique Steele and, and Mike Perry in his last two fights, two really you know opposite but tough matchups um Nash has a little bit of both some wrestling some power but i just don't think he's that great of a fighter i think yeah he could get a couple of takedowns yeah he could win by knockout but i think roberts is way better on the feet should have the advantage there and is probably good enough to stop the, the majority of the takedowns and or get back up so i favor roberts i think he could probably finish him um nash just isn't a great striker he got knocked out in his last fight it took a lot from mike Perry to knock out roberts so um i'm on roberts here but i do think nash is one of the many live dogs who you can kind of take a sprinkle on but uh i the think take Rob- down. yeah y- right it doesn't for that. concern
2: you it doesn't concern you the takedown defense for roberts because he's been taken down every basically every fight you think that Nat, uh bobby can control him on the ground i guess it comes down to that
1: uh, I. It it concerns me, but I think that he showed enough takedown defense against Dominique Steele that I don't think Nash is going to be at that level. Um, Nash really isn't that great of a wrestler, in my opinion. Um, And Mike Perry is a physical freak. So I, I don't think he's, you know, just those two fights isn't a good enough sample size for me to say he's a bad defensive wrestler. I think he's okay. So Dominic
2: Steele landed six takedowns on
1: him. I know, but he got back up. He scrambled well. Okay. Go watch the fight, man. I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, We got a lot of fights to talk about. Not enough time. So let's move on to the main card. James Mulheran taking on Justin Willis. Heavyweights here. Willis a big favorite, minus 210. Mulherin plus 175. Uh, Willis comes in at 8.7K and Mulherin 7.5K. Uh, is this another tournament fight you think we got a target? Definitely.
2: Um, we have the inside uh, – or not inside. The round is one and a half, and it's over uh, minus 130. I think that's based on uh, the wrestling that Willis has. Um, he's got a great upside here, I think, in this matchup. Um, the newcomer – well, they're both newcomers, but Willis was scheduled to fight before, and he's got a full camp on this one, so I'm really – Uh, I'm interested in investing a good amount of money into Willis on this particular one because he's got a full camp behind him. He's got a lot of weight to cut. Um, Comes from a wrestling background. Maharan is basically comparable to Roy Nelson. Um, He's a big, he's undersized for it. He's uh, like 240 and Willis should be having a weight advantage on this one. Um, I see him basically controlling the whole fight. Willis should be able to get him against the cage, take him down at will um Mulherin it is a heavyweight fight so I mean anything can happen we've seen it a million times um but I think we're we're, we'll probably agree Willis is one of the better favorites here on the card at least I like per dollar
1: I think he's got a lot of upside I think it's kind of first round finish or bust for this entire fight for Willis um He's 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 not a great striker. He's gonna be at a significant technical disadvantage, but he's gonna have so much size, so much power on Mulheron. And he just and the wrestling, which is his bread and butter. Um, he's just gonna run out there and try to kill him in the first round. And if Mulherren survives, he'll probably be uh Willis will probably be gassed and Mulheran might be able to take over. I still kind of doubt he'll be able to finish him. He's just so small, doesn't have range. Um so it scares me when we need these high scoring grappling fights. I just don't I don't know. I don't know how much exposure I want to this fight, besides for picking Willis specifically on the fact that he can kill him in the first round, hopefully land a takedown or two. So um I like Willis. He'll have great inside the distance numbers, I think. Um great tournament play, but be somewhat cautious on this fight because it's it it could go long uh and it it certainly could be one of those. Uh, fatty's gonna fatty type heavyweight decisions right yeah
2: well that's what they're saying minus 130 on the over but i think that's due to the wrestling too
1: yeah i would agree um let's move on to the next fight a fight i am very excited for khalil roundtree jr taking on scotland's owned paul craig roundtree is shockingly minus 210 uh craig plus 175 is the dog Roundtree is 8.5k and craig 7.7k do you agree with the line here because to me it's 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 basically a 50 50 fight yeah
2: yeah first thing i saw in this one was striker versus grappler has it all over it and it's like really close because both have finishing upside this is a tournament fight um but I do see Merit playing Paul Craig. Craig should be trying to take it to the ground. We've seen Khalil struggle there uh, a lot. I, I've got to just say this one quick. Khalil is a very frustrating fighter to be picking on DraftKings. We've seen him lose uh, to Pedro, and people were on him to beat Pedro, and then Jolly, people picked Jolly. I, I've gotten it right the, the, the first two times here, so I'm hoping I can get it right here. I've gotten really it
1: wrong can. both times i i'm hoping
2: i can get it right here i like paul craig in this matchup uh i do hope that he can get it against the cage but man roundtree hits like a horse man Mm -hmm. and i think once it i it's so close and the line should be a little bit closer that i see Merritt playing either of these guys because both have merit roundtree's got the knockout power in the first round or second round And Craig's got a finishing uh, for a round or two for a submission if he can control it to the ground. So it is a close fight. I just have the take that Paul Craig at 7,700 is better value for what his upside is.
1: I think that's fair. Um, Roundtree is not a good grappler, uh, and Craig really isn't great anywhere except for he's a decent grappler uh i'm gonna have to pick roundtree because i think it's gonna come down to craig getting the fight to the ground ultimately right and i my read is that he's not a good wrestler Uh, he's almost never landed takedowns in his entire career, even regionally. He had, he got taken down a ton of times and that he got submitted some wins by submission off his back, which is great for him. Um, he's good in transition. Maybe he gets some random transition submission, but I think he's going to struggle getting the fight to the ground and therefore I'm going to pick him to lose. That's that it's as simple as that if he won by submission, I would be 0% surprised. I think, uh, you know, this is one of the highest fights to end inside the distance. Craig, I, I, I like just as much, if not more only because he's much cheaper and he has the wrestling upside. So I'll probably be split on this fight. I, I just, I think Roundtree is going to win, but, um, both are, are great tournament targets probably even more so Craig for the price. Uh, really can't go wrong with having exposure to this one. I think.
2: Yep, let's also mention Paul's got one of the best names, you. And, again, Roundtree did show a little bit of uh, better defense for the takedowns last fight. Uh, Jolly shot in, and he just stuffed it right away. So that does concern me.
1: It's true. Um, yeah, th- that's honestly one of the fights I'm looking forward to most, which is kind of sad, but it's uh, it should be a fun one. Let's move on to the next fight. Jack Marshman taking on Ryan James. Marshman comes in as a biggest favorite on the card by far, minus 485. Jane's the dog, plus 385. Um, bit of line value on Marshman, only 9.2K. Jane's 7K. Um, I don't know. The, the line scares me on this one, too, but I, I see why. You want to talk about this matchup?
2: Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to go right to the odds as well. It's funny. We both thought alike there. Um, the line scares me because I don't see marshman as almost a minus 500 favorite but he is a striker that should be able to kind of have his uh, anything he wants on the feet he should be landing volume and he i'm wondering if he can get him against the cage and knock him out or something crazy like that jane's um has grappling upside it it is it's there so um i'm interested in jane's a bit in tournaments but I'm not sure what his inside is going to be, but this fight probably, let's see what the quickly what it is inside. It's, uh, one and a half rounds, it's over just uh, by a small bit. I definitely see the fight ending within the distance. It's just, I don't know if Jeans can get it to the ground. I think that uh, Marshman should be able to keep it on the feet and he should be able to do whatever he wants. He does hit really hard. Um, Jeans did get knocked out last time, but that was due to ground and pound, right? wasn't it or is he stopped? got submitted oh, oh. but there, there was ground and pound that led to the submission i think so i'm i'm worried about the odds but i do see the value on marshman now like you have mentioned i really i i marshman out of this whole tier we were just talking about the uh, upper tier here he to me seems like the best ceiling because he could get two or three knockdowns
1: I'm gonna play him in tournaments. He has a significant striking advantage. Uh, James, like, like he fights like a zombie. He just like walks and like at you like this, and, and really doesn't even move his head as much as I just did there. Um, Marshman is a, basically a pure boxer, so James is gonna be walking into his power shots, and I think um, Marshman probably hurts him and puts him out. The problem I have is I don't think he's gonna grapple at all. Um, Marshman's also a pretty poor, uh, grappler just defending takedowns, especially. And I, I think James can get him to the ground. It honestly concerns me. Um, so I might throw, you know, again, I might throw a sprinkle of James, but I, Marshman should win this fight. Uh, there's a reason he's almost five to one. Um, you can play him in cash. I just, I think Johns is probably safer for the, the, the wrestling, but, Uh, I expect Marshman to be popular. Um, People know James isn't great, and I think uh, he'll be one of the higher – one of the higher on guys on the card.
2: Yep, definitely. You're relying on the knockout, and so far Vegas is saying it's going to happen.
1: Let's move on to the next fight before we run out of time. Stevie Ray taking on Paul Felder. Uh, Close fight here. Ray minus 135. Felder plus 115. Both are 8.1K. Which side are you going on?
2: I'm uh, going to have to go with Braveheart in Braveheart land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I like Stevie Ray here. Um, I think that um, it's going to be a, a great fight. Um, I think that they both have great up, uh, striking. And I'm a little bit concerned because when you get these two strikers that know what they're both capable of, the tendency can be to slow down a little and the volume isn't going to be there. Um I really like Stevie Ray though. He can get the takedowns if need be. He has the uh the age, right? He's younger and he should be able to do what he wants and he's in his home lane. He's gonna have the crowd behind him. I really like Paul Felder. It's difficult to bet against him, but they're both eighty one hundred. You have a bunch of line value right now. More money's coming in on Ray. Um, it opened up as a pick'em, I believe. And close uh, enough yeah i'm 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 definitely looking at ray here like we were saying long term i'm looking at that line value
1: uh i agree with you on the line value for now we'll see how it changes i, I think it's a sneaky matchup to like almost fade though uh i, I never like targeting felder um he doesn't wrestle much he doesn't strike that often he's just kind of a you know a low output striker and th- and that's fine but for fantasy i want tons of takedowns i want finishes and the line is like minus 240 to go over two and a half rounds which i think will surprise people um i i think felder is going to win actually I-, I i if i had to pick right now i would pick felder i think he's the better striker but if I want one person from this matchup, I'm probably going to take Ray because I think he has a decent chance to get some takedowns. He has a little bit of, you know, home field advantage too. He has some uh, odds value. So I kind of prefer Ray, even though I think Felder will probably take the decision. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to do my best to just kind of low, you know, lower my exposure as a whole to this fight though. Cause I think it will be popular and I don't think it needs to be
2: yeah one of my that was when i first looked at it too is i it, it's striker versus striker and they're both going to rely on the striking unless ray can take it to the ground but you're 100 percent right with felder he does have low output His 41 strikes 46 strikes so his ceiling is pretty limited but he could get the win and that's what you're trying to look for i guess if you were to take him
1: let's move on to the coming event a fight I think a lot of us are excited for. Cynthia Calvio taking on Joanne Calderwood. Calvio, pretty big favorite, minus 210. Calderwood plus 175. Uh on DraftKings, Cal, uh, Calvillo is point eight K. Calderwood seven point four K. Um, I'm not sure the line is right on this one either, but Calvio wrestling, does that mean we we target her?
2: Absolutely, especially because we've seen Calderwood uh, struggling with the takedowns. But uh, let's not sleep on JoJo's voice; she has the best voice. Mm-hmm. It's the best voice in the game. Uh, I you mean, should do more impressions. Yeah, thanks. Just because I can talk like a little girl. Um, <laughs> it, she's a grown woman. Uh, don't beat me up. Um, yeah, I'm. I understand the line, and it's because you got a hype train behind Cynthia. She's got the grappling. She can control. I'm worried about the stand-up. Every fight starts on the feet. I think that Calderwood has an advantage and a pretty significant advantage on the feet. I'm not sure how long it's going to last though. I think Cynthia knows she's a smart fighter. She comes out of the alpha male and uh, even in a three round submission win against Pearl Gonzalez, she was able to do 87 points. Now, I would have rather her gone three rounds, to be honest. I think she would have scored more points in a three round decision than she would have subbing her in the third. Um, Then in her first fight, she beat uh, Amanda Cooper by submission at 108 points. So I think that she on DraftKings has a ton of upside because of the passes. She's constantly looking for different things on the ground. But again, I do not understand how she's this big of a favorite. I do not see the line as it stands right now and i think jojo goes overlooked in this situation i really do i think that um she can have some huge output on the feet and i'm hoping that she's gotten the takedown defense squared away um that last fight Andrade just took it right to the ground and she's just a beast anyways but the game plan's there to kind of go in and get the takedown and control her I'm hoping that she can square it away because I am interested in Calderwood striking. She should have an advantage. And again, she should be able to land at will. Um, another dog here probably we're looking at, but I do think Caville does win the fight personally. So yeah, I like Caldoward, but I think Calderwood has a lot of merit to be playing on draft games.
1: Playing I pretty for. much agree with everything you said. I, look, I'm just a big of Caldoward fan as anyone. I, you know, I was on it from day one. Uh, but I I don't know that she has great striking and I think Calderwood does have the advantage and that that's concerning. Um, On the other hand, Calderwood's probably not going to be getting the takedowns and passes in the submission. So I don't think she's going to be overlooked though. People know who she is. She's cheap. I think people will play her. I'd be shocked if she was under like 25% owned. Um, So I will have some exposure to her. I think she's a live dog, but I definitely like Calvio for the wrestling, for the, the the scrambling, the passes, like you said. Uh, I'm still not sure that I see her getting a finish, but it's definitely in play. I'll, you know, I'll probably roster her every fight until she, you know, proves that it's not worth it. But I do think she has the upside in the spot. Um, I don't think it's a lock by any means, but I do want some exposure to her. Uh, let's move on to the main events. Best fight on the on the the card by far. Gunner Nelson taking on Santiago Ponzanibio. This is, uh, I've seen a lot of people go both ways on this fight. Nelson is the favorite, minus 160. Big drop from minus 200 the other day. P- Ponzanibio, the dog, uh, 140. On DraftKings, Gunner 8.9k, Ponzanibio 7.3k. Uh, who do you like?
2: Grappling, grappling, grappling. But I see this. Uh, listen, uh, I think both guys, it's close. It's a close fight because Gunnar isn't great on the feet, but he has been showing improvement. Um, I believe that we keep going with these themes that the UFC is sending people over in certain situations to kind of give them a good situation. Is this Ponzinibbio's first fight, though, I believe, uh, out, you know, kind of being shipped over here? And it's this big step up, too, for Ponzinibbio. Um I think Gunnar um, is very composed, very, very composed inside the octagon, and he's got his game plan, and he knows what he's got to do. Um, it It's weird. I never say stack, but I would definitely stack this fight, Brett, and Cash. Um, <laughs> even I am going to say that. That's saying a lot. I don't um, know if I want to this week, honestly. This That's that's awesome because I think that it, it does not – finish fast I think they're going to both be kind of hesitant um to engage especially on the feet um we have a minus uh 210 on the over one and a half um I'm going to be interested to see what the inside the distance on both guys are um Ponzinibbio it's another situation where you get striker versus grappler um I I find myself putting him in lineups to give the salary relief um because gunner is so expensive and what concerns me about gunner is that he has the capability of kind of controlling him on the ground for two or three rounds and then maybe getting a third or fourth round even finish on the ground now that's great and all but i'm not sure if it's going to be high scoring personally i don't know if he's going to be able to get advances at will or whatever posnevia is pretty darn durable um we haven't really seen him on the ground right i mean it, it, we're not really sure, but he's he's pretty good. So I I'm cons- It's it's another one of these situations where I'm kind of handicapping it as Nelson could get a late third or fourth and not score too high, but he does have the upside to get the first or second round. So it's it, it's an interesting fight. I'm going back and forth in my brain as I'm trying to break this down because it's just so difficult. You have to go on DraftKings with the grappler, but Ponzanibio has such an advantage on the feet. I'm going to go with Gunny here because he's fighting. Iceland is pretty close to Scotland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we got that theme, you know. <laughs> uh, I think he should have a better gas tank than Um We haven't seen ponzanibio go five. We've never seen Nelson really go five. But I believe he's you know fighting in his hometown i guess we're not going to say home but near home and um yeah i i'm gonna go with uh, nelson here because of the grappling upside um but in very interesting fight
1: well if you want my full breakdown you can get mma premium because we only got a couple minutes left here and i do not have enough time to give my full thoughts on it so uh i do think you broke it down well though um do like Pawns and Nibio more than most? I'll, I'll say that, and I'll, and I will explain why in uh, in my breakdown. But before we go, let, who do you think like talk about the ownership here? Because I've seen a lot back and forth. I think Gunnar Nelson is going to be more popular.
2: Yeah, I do think so uh, because um, we have Calderwood right above, and I think people can get Paul, uh, Calderwood and um, gunner in a lineup. Do you know what I mean? Like just lineup construction wise, I believe that would be a reason why um, people wouldn't be rostering Ponsonibbio. Yeah. But it does look like a lot of, um, underdogs on this card that could come through. So definitely watch line movement and, uh, should be a good week.
1: There are so many live dogs. I think you should definitely get exposure to Ponsonibbio, but you should get exposure to, to Craig, to Calderwood, to, uh, you know, who else ever, all the names we talked about during this show, Um, I think Gunnar Nelson's a good play too, but uh, he's not as important because he's so expensive, but still a great play. It's the main event. Um, We don't have too much time left here. So uh, hope you guys all have a great week. Uh, Sunday card, wake up early in the morning and watch fight. Nothing better than that. Um, From myself, from Mike, uh, good luck in tournaments. Good luck in uh, all your matches this week. And we will see you uh i believe next week and then in two weeks for ufc 214 so bye everybody enjoy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Napa Know How. At Napa Auto Parts, you can get $25 or more off brand new DeWalt Power Tools by trading in your old ones. You know, those worthless tools you never use anymore? Yeah, those dusty things can actually save you at least $25 on new DeWalt Power Tools. Hmm, not so worthless after all. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last, offer in 630-19.